that kind of girl. What is up? Coming to you live from the jungle, the home of the tiger. That's our son, in case you don't know. It's Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. Monday, Monday, Monday night. It's March 1st. It's already March. Can you believe it's been a year almost that we've been in this pandemic? Yes. <laughs> it's been a year almost. Pretty much that we've been in this pandemic. And you're good. You're good. You're not on camera. <laughs> and you know, it was two years ago that we watched The Favorite. Oh, After really? we went to the SoCal Retro Gaming Expo, oh, <laughs> James like, oh, this looks like you're in a doctor's office. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Rosa's office of making clothes. That's where we're at. <laughs> we're in Dr. Rosa's office. She's the clothes doctor. Yeah, so there, that's a pattern up on the, on the, on the wall behind me. Uh, I was just joking about how... X-rays. Yeah, it's a bunch of x-rays, yeah. Uh, I, I, was, I was joking about like, oh, we're not fancy enough to get a backdrop yet. Once we get, a, if we get a few more Patreon subscribers, then we can be fancy enough to. Uh, That's a fancy backdrop. <laughs> we, we can be we can be fancy t- and, and put up a, a backdrop. Mm-hmm. Like I saw another podcast today mm-hmm. where like a, I guess uh, one of the wrestlers does it from his house, but he has a he has a backdrop where it's like an al- alternating AEW logos and then oh. the the podcast logo. I'm like, we really don't have a podcast logo. We just have a picture of me slapping my head. Yeah. Made in meme generator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because I was too cheap to pay some artist a bunch of money to draw a, a, a logo. And you're about to say, I, I sense with your arms up, why don't you just draw your own logo, Dre? Yeah. Did I read your mind? You read my mind. I read your mind. Why don't you just draw your own logo? Why don't you just draw your own logo? Hello, Mr. I, <laughs> I, I, I just I, sketch I, a lot. <laughs> I'm not an artist. I just sketch a lot. <laughs> I'm big. Pun, I'm the big punisher of art. <laughs> big pun, baby. Pun, ish. Big pun ish. I punish puns because I'm a dad. You're punny. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not funny. I'm punny. Yes, you're. You are correct. What's going on, everybody? We got. We got James on board. We got Adelaide. We got Damon Lamb on board. How is everybody doing tonight? I, I. I will lead off by telling y'all I am sore, but I am looking forward. To getting my theoretical ass whipped some more <laughs> by a video game, uh, Ring Fit Adventures. Because uh, uh, what la- last weekend? Oh, the, the, not this past the weekend before, we took a young tiger to go see my mom, and we we, we were hanging out with them, socially distanced, of course. <laughs> we're hanging out, and then uh, my brother was commenting. Or like, oh, I guess my mom said, oh, haven't you noticed your brother lost weight? I'm like, well, the FYI, I, I work with my brother every day. I, I got him a job at the big old video game warehouse. And since I see him every day, I didn't really notice the weight loss, honestly. <laughs> uh, I'm going to be frank. You notice I had a boob job? Just kidding. <laughs> wow. At Rosa Limon, Los Angeles. At, for all, all your complaints or compliments, Rosa Limon, Los Angeles. At Rosa Limon, Los Angeles. Because <laughs> the Sklarba is always that one when, when, when Daniel Van Kirk says something rude or awful. Or if the Sklarba says something rude or awful, like, at Sklarba Brothers or at Daniel Van Kirk. For all comments and complaints. Uh, my, my brother, uh, he's, uh, he said, with, with a, an adjusted, he adjusted his diet. Apparently he's torturing himself by, like... But it's Girl Scout season. It's Girl Scout cookie season. How, how is anyone season. supposed to lose weight? There's always a season. You are excused during the reason, Girl Scout cookie the season. The reason for the season. Shit. 
So he he was he was bragging that he he picked up Ring Fit Adventure and he's been doing that in lieu of because he used to just go always go up for walks outside. But mm-hmm. I guess it, it's yeah. kind of tough to go do that in the middle of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Or at least uh, our mother probably doesn't think it's safe for him to go out and do all that walking. I think people will stay, you know, people will just say, you know, because I mean, I get, I get, oh yeah, being cautious. Yeah, no, no, yeah, but I, I, I can attest at work, we, we, all of our exercise games, we've sold them all. Like, there's this one terrible one that's like, my fitness coach or whatever that we've had like hundreds of copies of. My fitness coach? My fitness coach. It's it's for the Wii. It Mm -hmm. it was, it's like a bootleg Wii Fit. Okay. And uh, that one, we're almost out of it. We've had, we had like 300 copies. And throughout the pandemic, we've been selling it, like, every day. <laughs> I think people look at themselves, well, finally, when somebody's like, hey, let's meet up in the park or something, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, let me get my moo on. Oh. <laughs> oh, let me try on these jeans that the, are not sweat. These jeans that uh, I, I wore nine months ago that I can't wear now, <laughs> yeah. or a year ago. They don't fit my ass. They don't fit my ass. <laughs> So my brother was bragging he's been doing Ring Fit. I, I, honestly, I'd been considering Ring Fit. Well, I didn't consider it all when it came out because it was sold out everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we have like two copies of it at work, but we had it up on Amazon for $300. <laughs> Just because my boss was being like, well, it's rare. <laughs> right. But uh, during the holidays, Nintendo produced a bunch more. And so, mm-hmm. well, every time I went to Target during November, December, I kept seeing it. They're like, oh, they have it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, for less than three hundred dollars. Well, yeah, because the normal price yeah. is like eighty bucks. Okay. The normal price is supposed to be eighty dollars. You get that big old ring, and you get the game, and you mm-hmm. get the little strap for your leg. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, okay. I'm like, I kept thinking about. It. I'm like, no. I was like, am I gonna find time? Like, can I do it? I'm like, is it actually? Or the biggest question in my mind: Does this actually work? Are the bunch of nerds just doing this for funsies? And like, right. is it actually is is actually doing anything? But to, just to hear it from my brother, I'm like, oh, he's dropped. You know. 20-something pounds. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, I, and I, I remember this this past week, I, I looked it up. I'm like, oh, I guess Nintendo authorized Because usually Nintendo games are not on sale. Mm-hmm. Lately, it's been happening a little bit more. But usually Nintendo games don't go on sale. Usually they stay at full price. Mm-hmm. Because Nintendo always protects their brand. They're like, oh, we never discount our games because we make quality games that should be right. $60 right. for the entire span of their, of their existence. Entire, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But even, even they... This past year, they, they, they've been low in the price. So, I guess they authorized a $10 discount mm. on this Ring Fit Adventure. Right. And I, I was like, oh, cool. I, I looked at what what Best Buy around me is it available. Because mm-hmm. it was on sale at Best Buy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, the Best Buy down the street from my house had it. I'm like, okay, cool. I had to go get the antenna. Let me go see if they actually had it. Mm-hmm. There it was. Got a little extra pocket change after our tax returns. I'm like, all right. I'm going to invest in my health and potentially our health. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I was like, all right. It worked for my brother. Let's see how it works. And I bought it on Saturday. I, I tried it out Saturday night. And uh, it I, I didn't work out for very long. It worked maybe like 15 minutes. I don't even know because it was so quiet. Like, I don't even so, know you were working out. Oh, you didn't even notice. It was just stuff was going on over there. Yeah. And you were busy over here. Yeah. And, uh, like, yeah. the TV is on. I'm like, ah, you're games. Okay. Yeah, but uh, I was playing the game, but I was, uh, that thing whipped my ass. My quads were on fire the following morning, and uh, my biceps, and my trousers, it, it worked, it just, and I didn't even have it, like, on a super high difficulty. I was like, I'm 41, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm a little overweight, I was like, I'm not going to push it, I'm not a young man, this isn't me, like, freaking... 10 years ago playing Wii Fit and I was like alright I'm just gonna go hard yeah 
or because you know, as an Nintendo rep, come on everyone, take your drink. I had Wii Fit, mm-hmm. and then I got you know they sent me EA Active because I went because I was another college. Once Wii Fit was a raging success way back when in two thousand and nine or whatever two thousand eight, it was oh all these other companies started copying it. Uh, EA did one which was very similar. You put a strap in your forearm, you put a strap in your leg, and you're doing all kinds of. I had one that was like a NFL training workout. I got it on clearance, and uh, I tried. I, I actually did that one a lot. But I stopped doing that one because it was really hurting my knees. Because you're doing a lot of like football style drills, yeah. and it was like it was really taking a toll on my knees. Oh, I was getting yeah. fit. That that's actually what when, when I told you like oh, back in 2012 when I got my skinniest. Yeah. That's what I was. I was doing that NFL thing, plus starving myself to death literally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I got down to 200. Mm-hmm. Between 212 to 215, I was in that range, and I was oh, I was skinny for me. I was like, oh wow, look at me. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm wearing a large, and it doesn't, it doesn't look like a medium on me. Yeah. Where now, if I put on a large show, a large shirt, I boom, I look like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man or the Michelin Man. <laughs> and you're like, uh, honey, that shirt doesn't fit. I'm like, I know. <laughs> I can see your midriff. <laughs> show my midriff <laughs> but these are all cool shirts like my dr mario shirt this one thankfully is an xl so it doesn't it's not as bad they want my milkshake <laughs> uh, all, all the bears are going to chase me down yes. I, I i'm the little fat kid who's like covered in covered in freaking uh in honey oh i cover myself in honey fast animals slow children oh i'm covering myself in all this marmalade yes i was the little <laughs> little German kid covered in honey and chocolate <laughs> but anyway they, there's always been these type of gimmicky fitness games because of the, the we struck upon this you know group of people like, oh I want to work out and of course during this pandemic to circle back around we've been selling like, it was like I remember at the beginning of the pandemic we, we had gotten a bunch of the, the we fit boards and we sold them all and then the Wii Fit Plus, we got rid of all those, and we had all this stuff, like all this, all the exercise stuff, disappeared. Everything was just going, gone, gone, gone. Mm-hmm. Freaking glee. Well, well, actually, that was more karaoke, but like, we had, we had these. Uh, There's this game called Dance Central. This is one, I'm the one that was originally my plan for fitness. So you buy this camera for your Xbox, mm-hmm. and it's the same people who made Rock Band, mm-hmm. but it was a dancing game where the camera tracked you, and it would measure you to do the movements. That's where I learned to do the poison dance from Belle Biv DeFoe, because they used to have it all in the stores, and I would always just do it whenever I'd be at like a Fry's Electronics. <laughs> Teaser! <laughs> I'd be at a Fry's Electronics, I'd be in my Nintendo rep gear, but I'd stop what I was doing, I'd go play poison on the Xbox, like, hey Nintendo rep, you're not supposed to be playing that. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I am not in this segregate, I don't segregate my gaming. I believe in an all-encompassing, coexisting gaming existence. We all play video games. We don't play Nintendo. We don't play Microsoft. We don't play PlayStation. We play video games. Video games. That's beside the point. This awesome game called Dance Central. I have the game, but I never bought the camera. Because, like, back then, it was, like, 150 bucks. I can pick one up for a song now, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's freaking old technology. But right. I kept meaning to get that. I'm like, oh, now we have an apartment with space. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> Buy this camera, and then... We can, we can dance pounds away, honey. Yes. <laughs> we can dance all these cool songs, and yeah. it's made by the rock band people, because you know how much I love rock band. Rock band. 
But that game, we were selling that. We, we almost sold out of all the versions of, of Dance wow. Central at work. It's like, wow. that in this pandemic, people have been doing that. So yeah. now, yeah. when this Ring Fit Adventure came out last year, or, or I figured it was like last year, or uh, I'm sure if uh, <laughs> if there's any Nintendo reps watching, wink, wink, can you please give me a release date? <laughs> Mm. Or actually, you know, I can be my own research assistant here. Oh wait, the well, mouse doesn't work. This makes for good podcasting. This makes for excellent podcasting. <laughs> you see, oh, that dead that dead air is the best. Ring Fit Adventure came out in October eighteenth, twenty nineteen, before the pandemic. Just before the pandemic. Uh-huh. But so that was the holidays, uh-huh. and this this thing was sold out everywhere. Hence why my boss had it. Oh, oh thank you. There you go, James. Hit me with, also with the October twenty nineteen. There, sorry. The comments are usually thirty seconds behind, <laughs> on on the live show here. And so that thing has been sold out everywhere. All right, it's out. My brother attests to it, and man, butt whipping. Just like that that ring. Like I'm, I'm my big concern with the ring is that I'm afraid I'm gonna break it, even though it's Nintendo. This is Nintendo. Usually, they're pretty good about making quality products. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo DS Lite hinges, notwithstanding. I'm sure there's other nerds who are going to give me other examples of Nintendo things breaking or Nintendo Wii remotes breaking people's TVs. That's beside the point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm like looking at this thing. I'm like, all right, because you got to bend. You got to like because there's times where you got to squeeze it in. You're like, oh, as far as you can. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of resistance because it's, it's a nice yeah. big band. You're like, yeah. it's like all resistance bands. I'm yeah. feeling my muscles. It's kicking my butt and then I'm a big guy and so I'm using my own weight and doing lots of doing lot there's a lot of squats mm-hmm. there's like you're doing a chair pose and you're sitting there holding the ring out you're supposed to hold it steady and, you're, and I'm sticking my butt out and I'm like oh god oh god lift your arms why mm-hmm. no is it better Breathe than out. Oh. The, um, the yoga the DDP? DDP? it's different from the DDP yoga where like I, I, I love DDP yoga but it's funny I think the last few times I did it I would go through the 20 minute workout, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be sweating because I feel like I've kind of hit that baseline of like, oh, I'm at that point of, you know, mm-hmm. like I'd have to like jump into like the more advanced, advanced or extreme mm-hmm. things where I'm like, oh, wait, I don't know if my joints <laughs> oh, can, handle that. can handle that. I mean, oh, like, it, it's great. Like if, if I were to do the DPO like every day, I think, oh, it'd be awesome. But right. it, one, I don't know where the DVD is. And two, it's like. Mm-hmm. Space wise, I'm like, oh, not, right yeah. not the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Ty, Damon, right here on, on, on Facebook, uh, he's, I bet you anything there's a YouTube video where someone tries to break it. I have no doubt there's probably a video of someone like, oh, I'm gonna break it. Ah, the man, like, yeah. there's you know, there's crazy people out there, but uh, I like this. It, it, you really don't need that much space. I, I was able to do it, mm-hmm. it right in like little tiger, tiger zone right no, there with, with Noah. No trouble. There is a. I noticed there's one exercise where I have to get down on the ground, but I've been skipping that exercise. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> it, yeah. it kind of allows you to pick. Yeah, yeah. And for for my gamers out there, this thing is great because, uh, as uh, if you've gone to our Facebook page, our, our good friend Sean Hornbuckle, he's been coming. He he just got it recently himself, and he, he there's a uh, there's a game event uh, game part of it, the the adventure part. So, 
like I, I was explaining to my lovely wife Rosa earlier, I'm like, oh, I think she would probably like just the exercise part, and you probably wouldn't like the whole gaming part, where like, oh, you have to go through and do this event, because like, you're doing all the workouts, yeah, sure, right. mm-hmm. but it's more like, oh, I have like a, you're, you're the little guy, so you're run, you're literally running, and there's a guy on the screen running, and then like, oh, there's an obstacle, you have to like squeeze downward mm-hmm. to make the guy jump up. I get it, yeah. And like, oh, there's an enemy coming, you have to squeeze the thing mm-hmm. to push air out, like, so for someone like you, you're like, no, I just want to work out, and mm-hmm. it has that too, there's a separate section, oh, do you want an arm workout? You want a leg workout? Total body workout? I was looking through the menu last night. I'm like, oh, okay. For the non-gamer, mm-hmm. there's stuff. Uh-huh. And but for but for someone like me who like, oh, okay, I think that was the other issue I was probably having with DDP yoga. Like I kind of have it like memorized that one routine, so it's kind of just like routine for me now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like where like I'm like literally like making fun of like like. It, you, it's your butt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take it to the bridge. Yeah. All the all the silly things he would say. I've heard them hundreds of times over the yeah. years of doing this DDP yoga, which mm-hmm. it works. It's great mm-hmm. if you can stay consistent. But I felt like I couldn't stay consistent with mm-hmm. DDP yoga. But if I'm playing a video game, I'm engaged. I'm like, oh, cool. Mm-hmm. cool. You have to keep playing. You have to mm-hmm. gain points. And you have to beat the enemies, but you have to keep doing stuff to get in because you're physically getting stronger. But in the game, your little character has to get stronger to get through the adventure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so like, for me, it's like, oh, cool. I like goals like that. I like video game goals. Yes, yes. Oh, this hurts, but I want to keep going. Goals. <laughs> if I If I work harder, I get more experience? Yeah, uh, yes, James. DDP as in Diamond Dallas Page, the wrestler. He has his yoga program, or DDPY. I don't think he calls it DDP yoga anymore, but I think he, he, he's rebranded it. I think originally it was YRG, yoga for regular guys. <laughs> And then, as he got more successful, he branded it with his own name, DDP Yoga. And then now it's like just DDPY. Get the app, bro. <laughs> he has that jerseyness to him still, yo. <laughs> yeah, D- DDP has a very successful uh, yoga program where it's 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 very active yoga. It's supposed to get your heart rate up, which uh, it, it worked great for me in what well, I think. The, the best I did at it was like 2014 or 2015 where I was doing it consistently. But I just haven't been able to do it consistently <laughs> for, for laziness. <laughs> I, I can't make any other excuse other than I was incredibly lazy. but And I, I can't engage in it. I can't stay with it knowing uh, it's like the, I know the entire routine. I, that, I guess that's why they have an app now where they have different... I think that's a problem with the old DVD style. Uh-huh. I think I'm sure there's a lot of people like me who are like, oh... I'm tired of hearing Diamond Dallas Page say the exact same thing every time I work out. Yeah. I can imagine that uh, my old roommate Trent probably has gone through that himself a few yeah. times with. I'm like, I'm sick of hearing his voice. Like, right. they have an app now where, like, they have different workouts. Um, it's a more advanced. You have to pay, like, 10 bucks a month, but right. there's an app for that. Right. Or, like, the DVD is a one-time purchase. Hey! But I guess you get what you pay for, right? Right. But circling back, this thing is cool. Like, for me, as a gamer, I think it's great. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to doing it tonight before I go to bed. In fact, that's the best time. And then there's even like a there's a silent mode where like instead of jogging in place, you just move your legs up and down. Which honestly, it it might be more punishing than running in place. <laughs> that's what my quads will tell you. But really cool. It has the Dre stamp of approval. Uh, if you guys haven't noticed, I've been doing some like short little videos throughout the week now. And as my wife wisely pointed out, those are kind of like teasers for your podcast. I'm like, oh, they, she goes, 
Rose asked me, what are you going to talk about on the podcast? I'm like, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about on the podcast. She's like, well, why don't you talk about Ring Fit Adventure? Why don't you talk about the other guy? I'm like, oh yeah, I talked about Fries Electronics. Ding, ding. And then, oh, Legend of Zelda last week. Bing, bing. Oh, there you go. There's a whole podcast right there. Uh, and then I forgot WandaVision. And I forgot WandaVision. WandaVision. Yeah. Uh, we'll do it at the end. I want to keep any spoilery things in case if our, if our good friend Damon here is still behind. I know. You, you have three kids. We have one kid and we can barely get anything done. I can't imagine three kids. One baby and two uh, gr- more grown kids. I can't imagine what that's like. Chaos, I'm sure. So, what happened between last Monday and today? Uh, Fry's Electronics closed down. Um, I, I'm sure many of you maybe are shocked. Some of you are probably not. Uh, I, I guess you can count me as the people who are like, I'm not really shocked. Because I had walked into a Fry's maybe about a year ago after my brother had told me, oh, yeah, it looks like the apocalypse has hit that place. Now, a little known fact, because I don't crow about it a lot on the show, like, as often as I mention, oh, I've worked for Nintendo, I've worked for Disney, I've worked for GameStop. Way back when, in 2003, young 24-year-old, fresh-faced, hair-on-his-head Dre, there's a photo evidence, I have to... I have to dredge that up. It's on my Facebook, on my personal Facebook somewhere. But uh, uh, I worked at Fry's Electronics where all this right here was on the top of my head. <laughs> and uh, I, I worked there way back when. City of Industry, 2003. I, I honestly, that was probably like the golden era of Fry's. Uh, as my boss astutely pointed out, oh yeah, Fry's. They used to have ads in the newspaper, you know, back when those things used to matter in 2003. <laughs> Newspapers and fries. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was a crazy place to... I, I, it was one of the craziest jobs I've ever had. I, I don't really tell too many stories because, one, it was so long ago, and two, I only worked there for literally ten months. It was like from January of 03, or maybe even less than that. I think it was, like, it was, I think it was right after the Super Bowl. So I was like February, it might have been February of 03. I remember the guy who trained me was talking about the Super Bowl that had just happened the day before. Ironically, the guy who trained me, I ended up getting him a job at GameStop later on in life. <laughs> Just because I liked him. He was the one person who was super nice to me when I worked there. <laughs> like, everyone else there was pretty much a dick. <laughs> Hands down. Just a parade of assholes. And I, I think that was kind of required to work there. You, you had to have, a, like, an edge to you. You had to have... Uh, a little, you had, you had to be rough around the edges. I think they wanted those kind of people. I, I think that's why they stuck me in receiving. <laughs> I, I, which I was more than happy to stay away from the fries customers. I think that's the reason why you had a bit of an edge, because you had a. <laughs> oh, Daniel Wom right here. <laughs> I hadn't gone to a fries till 2010. It felt like the late 90s. Yeah, oof. I remember as a kid, I was always like fascinated. Oh, fries and electronics! Because when I was a kid, I think the closest one was the one in Burbank, with the with the flying saucer crashed into the front. And was, it does not surprise me that you've never been to fries, because one, they don't sell any sewing equipment, <laughs> yeah. and two, they don't sell any clothes, or at least none that you would be interested in. <laughs> you, you you are not an electronics person, honey. Like me, I. I, I didn't go into a Fry's until I was able to drive. <laughs> or, or actually, it wasn't until, like, 
they they opened the one up over here in industry. That's when I finally started going to Fry's Electronics. I was like, oh, cool, there's a Fry's right here. Hell yeah. Because I think they opened that one like 01 or 02. Yeah, that's the, it's, I, see, that's the weird thing. I, I thought they were going to honestly last a little longer because unlike most of the places, like they usually, I think they usually own the land that they built those giant monoliths on. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure they own the land for the Burbank one. They own, I know for sure they own the land for the Cine of Industry one. The Woodland Hills one, but a lot of these other ones, especially if they were, like, in a shopping center, they probably don't own that land. Like, they're the, that was the weird one. <laughs> James, uh, I'm so glad you asked. James asks, what was the theme of the industry one? The industry store theme was the Industrial Revolution. Which everyone who worked there agreed was like the worst theme of all the fries. Because Woodland Hills was Alice in Wonderland. Oh, that's cool. That one was really cool. You walk in, it's just freaking like, what the hell? That's uh, yeah, it was trippy. Like uh, Burbank was like, uh, like old, uh, old fifties movies. It was like so there was giant ants and the flying saucer. Oh, like, there, was a, there was a melted jeep. Oh. It was like a, the the cafe was like the nineteen fifties cafe, and all the chair, all the seats were like little cars that you That's could sit so cool. in, and they always had a drive-in theater. Like they always were playing some sort of mm. crazy old tiny movie, like oh, it came from outer space, That's or awesome. oh, the attack of the giant ants. Oh um, I'm trying to think of all the other things. So I, there was one here in Anaheim, uh, right, n not too far from us. That one was a, it, it was literally a space shuttle. <laughs> you go inside, and it looked like a space shuttle. Um, space uh, ship, space shuttle. Space shuttle, <laughs> not a spaceship. A spaceship is what's crashed in front of <laughs> Birmingham. Yeah, the, the conversation we had the, uh, the other night. <laughs> shuttle Discovery. What? What is the name? What are they called? Are those called spaceships or space shuttles? Uh, like me, me personally, I think that the, my favorite one, because well, because I was a rep, I used to have to go out to a lot of stores. Uh, I went to a lot of fry stores. And I think my favorite one is, uh, ironically, when I was a uh, when I was a tablet rep for for Nabby, there's another job I don't talk too much about because nothing really fun happened there. Um, I got to, I went down to San Diego to train the rep, and I got to see a bunch of fries in, in the San Diego area. There's, there's a store in San Marcos, which I swear I think behind the Vegas one, this is probably the one where they spent the most money <laughs> decorating the store. It looked like Atlantis. There was like a waterfall inside. It was just like it, like lasers everywhere. It was just like it looked like freaking Atlantis, and it was freaking beautiful. <laughs> All the people inside were probably horrible, but the the place looked great. Like the biggest one was a giant slot machine. <laughs> like literally, the entrance to the store was a big slot machine that would constantly be going off. Um, See, so, oh James, you were not a fan of fries because you worked at the the distinguished competition, the the big blue competition. And I, I don't blame you. But ironically, I spent, I, I'm sure I've spent more money at, at Best Buy than I ever spent at Fry's. <laughs> uh, Fry's, I think, uh, back, yeah, like, I think Damon and I were just, were, had a discussion on, um, on Instagram where I, I, I used to just shop at Fry's just to get the cheap, uh, cheap video games. Because, <laughs> uh, for, what, Fry's was, all, like, the, their, their business model back in the, in the 90s and early 2000s was they'd get some hot item and sell it at a loss just to get people to come into the store because oh, yeah. I'm banking on the fact they're going to see something else that they want right. and they'll buy something else at a much higher, something else that's a more more profitable item. Yeah. Uh, like a weird thing that they would always do, uh, they'd bring in like 
two thousand copies of like the main. Well, back then, you know, back then DVDs were still all the rage in you know two thousand and three. They'd bring in the Matrix. They'd order like a few thousand copies, and they'd sell it for three bucks. Probably that's probably literally cost for for fries, and people come in, boom, buy it up. Like, oh, three dollars for the Matrix? Hell yeah! Especially a couple years after, because I think two thousand three is when the sequels came out. I think because a uh, revolution, oh, it was a uh, Reloaded and Revolutions came out that year. And I remember a lot of my coworkers were super excited about that. And uh, yeah, the, the people were just coming in just to buy it up. And then me, I, I remember I, buy, I was buying Game Boy Advance games because normally the Game Boy Advance games would be forty bucks, but for whatever reason, Fry's would uh would sell it for twenty five dollars, which I'm pretty sure is also cost or maybe a dollar or two loss for them, because. <laughs> Yeah, Lost Leader, you know, we bring in the crowd, yeah, because back in the, the, the back in those days, the, if they did their dollar hot dog thing, there'd be a lot of people outside just to buy the dollar hot dog, and maybe they'll go inside and buy a speaker, <laughs> buy some memory, or buy something else where it's a 30-point it's a 30 item, 30, 30 points of profit, as all these uh, psychopaths would run around talking about their points. Costco rotisserie chicken. See that that I guess Costco would be the, the 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 survivor of this. But it was just wild working there. Uh, it was just to, to see the the chaos of inside the store. It was just uh, the, the the all the departments hated each other because um, because it was very competitive. Uh, like outside because I worked in the software department. That was the only non shark like department. Um, and uh, all the other departments so like there was you know computers audio video I'm just imagining from what I recall from the uh, from working there so there were because there was there was five major departments there was computers components which is different computers were that you bought the complete computer or accessories components is where you bought your memory your RAM your, your hard drives your, your whatever your graphics cards then you had a um, audio video which was all the TVs and speaker systems and then there was um, appliances and telecom that's where you get your literal appliances your cell phones and your other knickknacks that don't fall under the other categories and software and those four other major ones it was like a bunch of sharks because that's why if you ever shopped there they were always hounding you and wanting to make a quote for you because they wanted credit for your sale because they were super into commission uh, especially the TV guys. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, 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 see, uh, James has a, has a story, I'm sure, from the Burbank one. Yeah, they, they, yeah, dick bags. I wanted a video card once and it was in the top stock. It was a step out of three feet away. Yeah, I was like, sorry, not my department. Yep. Exactly. They were super duper freaking um, competitive. If, if they couldn't profit off you, they would not help you. That's it. Ironically, the people in software, they, they, they didn't. They still got a commission, but it was like a, it was like a pooled tip system. Like, oh, because you're not really actually helping someone buy a DVD or buy a computer program. Most of the time, those customers are just coming in. They know exactly what they want. Oh, I want to go get, like for me, it was like, oh, I want to buy Super Mario Brothers three for the Game Boy Advance because that came out and they're selling it for twenty five bucks. Hell yeah, I'm gonna go buy it for twenty five bucks instead of forty bucks. And I was the, the type of customer that Fry's hated because I literally would walk in, 
buy the game. I'm like, no, that's all I want. I don't want anything else. I don't want to buy any of your candy. And your, because they had that long aisle of just candy as you're waiting in line to check out. They had every snack imaginable there. They had all the, the impulse buys, all your as seen on TV. Oh. <laughs> hey, oh, Rosa, your mom. She, uh, I realized Rosa's oldest brother was enough of a computer geek when we went together with fries for components. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not I surprised. I'm not surprised mm -hmm. since you didn't go with them. But no, I remember. Him taking your mom to, all right, let's go build you a computer, mom. And yeah, we talk about fries a lot. Yeah, because mm -hmm. that's if you wanted to, well, before the days of Amazon and Newegg and whatever, if you wanted to build a computer, mm -hmm. you'd go to Fry's and you could literally slap together a computer. Mm -hmm. And if you could manipulate the the salespeople enough, you could probably get it for a really good price. Yeah. Mm -hmm. my, my my old friend uh, Matt, who used to work at Best Buy, he'd always manipulate <laughs> Fry's like, oh, I could always like. You know, price match this, price match that, because that was another big thing that Fry's is about. They would price match anything. Mm -hmm. If they could verify stock, they would they would price match it. So my friend Matt was always like, he's a big computer guy too. He'd always be like, all right, nope, this place has it. Comp USA has it for this price. Yeah, go ahead, call them up. They have it. <laughs> and just uh, and like these poor guys are like, oh, we have to match it. And they, they watch their commission like, because they're only getting commission on profit, not on the sale. <laughs> And they're like dying. I was like, no. That's probably why they Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. They were all freaking jerk trying to get you to buy warranties and whatever because the warranties are pure profit. So they're getting a good little spiff off that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the fancy word for, for getting your commission. Ah, let me, I got a spiff off that. <laughs> and nothing was worse because I was, I was there when they started the, the Fry's credit card. And so, like, every employee, when they started the Fry's credit card, like, the employees were all trying to encourage, because every time an employee got someone to sign up for the card, mm -hmm. I think they got two bucks. Oh. You get freaking 20 people to sign up, that's an extra 40 bucks in your check. Yeah. And I, I was like, I was telling everybody, because I, I, thankfully, that I wasn't working on the sales floor anymore. I was, I was, work, I was back to working and receiving, which I did not mind at all. Put me back there with the with the gangsters and the, and the roughnecks and the freaking... <laughs> And whatever they they were they were much nicer than <laughs> they were much nicer than anyone on the sales floor. Everyone on the sales floor hated receiving. Receiving hated everybody. Because <laughs> yeah. they always come back there like they run the place like get the fuck out of my receiving department. Mm -hmm. You can't cross that line. <laughs> and there was a line where like they'd have to yell out red line. And uh, if they didn't if we didn't approve it like no nah, no nah, get out that's a loss prevention issue get the fuck out of here. No, because no. no, like, the, the the dudes I worked with back there were wild. I remember my direct boss was this like OG. He he like he was like this little Filipino dude, but man, he was like, What's up, Holmes? What's up, dog? Hey, what's up? What were you on Andre? What's up, big man? What's up, Andre the Giant? What's up, my man? Hey. What can I trust you? What do you mean can I trust you? Man, they put you back here, but can I trust you? Are you gonna be one of us? Or are you gonna you gonna rat on us and tell tell the people on the floor what we doing back here? I'm like, I'm with you guys. <laughs> I'm like, you guys will kill me, so <laughs> I'm on your side. What are they gonna do? Choke me with a tie? <laughs> I get to I get to be back here. <laughs> we're we a gray polo? Hell yeah. <laughs> you count me in with the gray polo crowd. I'm like, I joined that gang. <laughs> I was with the receiving gang. <laughs> 
and it was it really it was insane. It was very much this like internal war always going on between all the departments. It's like I belonged to the software department, but I'm like, nah, I'm software receiving dog. <laughs> <laughs> your mom used to like cause the receiving department guys are exactly like that. No, that that's the, the guys who run your receiving departments. They they're gonna they're like the rehabbed ex ex uh, freaking uh, veteranos. <laughs> like oh, the only way I can come up out of this life is I go work in the fries electronics. <laughs> I'm gonna go receive thousands of freaking DVDs. What the hell, dog? Yeah, no, I I remember my 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 my, my uh, they 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 loved me because I remember at first. So when I first started working at Fry's, my, my job was to slap the labels onto the uh, onto the DVDs and the computer programs. The, the computer programs is very important because if you put the wrong price on the wrong program, some freaking Fry's asshole customer is going to notice and save $300, and that's going to come out of somebody's pocket. <laughs> you can't miss Plu. <laughs> yeah, this is right here. Adelaide <laughs> says, Sears receiving was like that in 2003 when I worked there. <laughs> Yeah, all receiving departments. I don't know if it's still like that now, but <laughs> it's just like you, you find the most gangster dudes because they're going to show up at freaking 6 a.m. every day. <laughs> they got to get that cheddar. <laughs> but I remember, oh, man, this is like a speaking out of school. I remember the, the, the first manager was there. He got fired during one of the barbecue days because he took one of the girls from the audio video department and he went to a place where they went to a place where they thought there wasn't a camera and they got down <laughs> and literally were fired the same day. <laughs> it's like we don't have a receiving manager anymore. <laughs> Holy crap. What the hell just happened? And then one of one of the, the one of the four capos <laughs> one of the four capo regimes got promoted to receiving manager. <laughs> And everyone else moved up. I remember that's how I moved up because one of the capos moved up, and I moved into the to below the other capo. If I if I had stayed there, I probably would have been receiving manager because I got up to like software receiving manager right before I quit because they just kept firing the guys in front of me. I moved up purely by attrition. I went from label sticker to like oh i counted all the products as they came in now that's what i was good at i circumvented myself from earlier i was really good at counting everything it, it drove them insane They're like holmes you know how to count all those cds i'm like yeah put them all in order dog <laughs> i'm looking at the upc it's like whoa you got a brain now I'm like why you why you waste uh, that was my favorite thing. why are you wasting your brain back here bro you should be out there i'm like i don't want to deal with those assholes like this, I can. I have control over this. I can't make some nerd buy what 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 Fries wants me to sell them. I shit. I can count all this stuff. Dog, you crazy? <laughs> Never Joe D. Never Joe D. Flores. That was that was my first boss, and he got fired. I forgot why he got fired over some drama, and then some other dude got put in as the boss, and he got fired, and some other dude got put in as the boss, and he got fired. <laughs> It was just like slow. I just slowly kept moving up, like software receiving person, software receiving coordinator, software coordinator supervisor, and then it was like literally the week, uh, the week I'd handed in my my right before I handed in my resignation. All oh, you're the new software receiving manager. I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I quit. I'm going. This is when my buddy Rolando was working at the Montebello GameStop. I'm like, Rolando, is there a job available? Because I can't do this anymore. So at that point, 
I think I mentioned this in the in the video I put up earlier. At the end, when I was working there in October of 2003, I was working from 7 a.m. to 1 a.m. Monday through Friday because the store was getting ready for Christmas all through October. Because it was like, oh, it's September. Like, we're going from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Like, this is crazy. I'm like, I'm getting overtime. And then, oh, I'm getting double time. I'm, I worked 72 hours last week. Wait, that doesn't make sense. I almost worked two weeks worth of hours in one week. I was flush with cash for 2003. I was only making like eight or nine bucks an hour. But when you're getting those double time checks, like, hey, I'm making 16 bucks an hour. I only had to stay here till one in the morning. <laughs> At that point, I was losing my mind. I was like, why? Because I'd, I'd be going 7 a.m. to 1 a.m. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Coming on Saturday from 7 a.m. to noon or 1 p.m. And then Sunday, sleep all day. <laughs> and it, it, during one of those Sundays, I went to go to the Montebello Mall. And I happened to see uh, my, my, my friend, my old manager, Rolando. Frequent viewer of the podcast might be watching right now. And I was like, hey, Rolando, how's it going? I'm slowly dying at fries. And, and then Rolando said, oh, yeah, the old district manager that didn't like you, he's long gone now. We can bring you back. We need an assistant manager at this store, ASAP. I'm like, sign me up. Am I only going to work 40 hours? Because I'm currently working 72. <laughs> oh, yeah, no problem. Like, I think it was a bit of a pay cut. I was like more than happy to like I'll take a pay cut to regain my sanity and my ability to see the outside world I, I'm telling you the, the month of October I didn't see the sun I didn't see it after daylight saving happened I didn't see the sun <laughs> 7 a.m. outside of my fries waiting to open the store and leaving at 1 a.m. that was like the craziest thing I've ever that's probably the craziest thing I've ever done in a job period ever that, that was insane. I was like, I remember my, my department, the, the lady who was in charge of software, who I, I had to report to, she wasn't my direct, my direct supervisor, but she was my overall boss. Uh, she, she, would, she was always very, uh, very cold. But like, right, like, they were firing everyone around me, and I kept moving up and taking on more responsibility. I remember as I was walking up to her to give her my resignation, Right before I, I could speak, she's like, Dre, you have no idea how much we appreciate you. You've stepped up so much. We're, we're going to make you the software receiving manager. Like, you, you, you're real good. I'm like, oh, Tanya, this is the first time you're giving me a compliment. That just makes it so hard to say what I'm about to say. I quit. I'm gone. I got to go. I can't do this no more. Y'all broke me. It's like there's nobody left. I'm I'm the only one left receiving all this stuff, and it's Christmas. It's gonna be Christmas. I can't be here for this. And I remember she just lost her mind, and she was like, she didn't say another word to me. And then her her assistant manager was like, this other, well, expressive lady is like, the fuck you mean you just quit? It only made it ten times funnier when I was back there, like two years, two or three years later, as their Nintendo rep. <laughs> like, who the fuck like this motherfucker? <laughs> like, sorry. It was just insane. Just, oh, 
Oh, your your mom's selling another store here. Uh, apparently, your uncle Jimmy retired as the last full time series employee as the lead loading dock for their Lincoln Heights shipping receiving warehouse. <laughs> and he's as argumentative as it can be. It does say something. <laughs> it does something to you when you work receiving, yeah. Because you're fighting UPS guys and FedEx guys and shipping dudes. They're just unpleasant at best. <laughs> I've had to work the dock a little bit at our at our warehouse. I don't I don't have to do it too often. Not lately, but when I was first at this, uh, at the at the video game warehouse, uh, I, I was frequently like tasked, "Oh, go to the dock, deal with UPS, go, go handle that FedEx shipment, go, go do that." And then they're all out of their minds. <laughs> all, all, all these shipping guys, they're all nuts. Is this thing still recording? Okay, good. <laughs> Fra fries was just. It's it, it, it's crazy to see what happened. And I, I guess. Uh, a number of things ended them. Uh, I, I guess the, the biggest thing I'd have to say was like Amazon, as, as, it, as it ends everything. But I, I think they, they were unable to adapt because that, that, that was the big thing during the training 18 years, was 18 years ago when I worked there. They're always big, oh, the, the, the Fries Brothers. They're always like, oh, they're, they're big on, there's this book called Who Moved My Cheese? And so they're, they're always very big on moving their cheese around because oh they always kept trying to diverse that's why there was if you if you were a frequent fry shopper you'd see there would be all kinds of weird stuff all the time or like the like as, as james laughed earlier the the as seen on tv aisle that's something that thing that happened after i left or as i was leaving they started going real big on all that kind of stuff and like the impulse area kept changing they kept bringing in all kinds of weird stuff it's like, oh, you have to keep diversifying with your customers. And I remember, like, they had a big Lego section. They had all kinds of... They kept adding stuff to the store because they kept reinvesting into other things. But clearly, uh, the, I, I think their, their business model of taking huge losses to try to sell other things was not working. And there's a few... I remember uh, when I first started working... At the at the at my current job, my boss and I were talking about it. And he was saying how like they lost a lot of their vendors. Their vendors wouldn't sell to them anymore because they couldn't afford to pay the bills. And then so Fry's was changing to a consignment model. We're like, oh, send us your product and we'll pay you when it sells. <laughs> Naturally, a lot of these big companies are like, ha 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 ha, go fuck yourself. And then they started having a lot of off-brand. So like. <laughs> Other companies that are not as good, not as good quality, were like, "Oh, more than happy." Like, sure, whatever, we'll send you our stock. Pay us when it pay us when it sells. So let's say if you if you were shopping at Fry's any time in the last few years, you noticed a lot of bare shelves and a lot of like off-brand products. Ugh, not great stuff. And I think the scariest thing. Let me let me tell you what the scariest thing is for me though about the the culture of that fries, in particular the one I worked at. So the last time I walked in there was probably a year and a half or two years ago, whenever um, whenever I talked about it on the podcast last. Uh, I remember I walked in there and everything was bare. And the scariest thing is there was only a dozen employees because that place used to have a hundred active full-time employees. They, when you worked at Fry's back then, it was full-time only. Back when I was repping, they started going more part-time. They, they cut all the full-time jobs, and everyone was working part-time. I know, ooh, they're in trouble. 
when they're getting everybody under the that threshold of a full-time employee, things are not good. But when I went that last time, there's only there was only maybe a dozen employees. Wanna know what scared me? Four of those twelve employees I recognized from when I worked there in two thousand and three. Boom. <laughs> the guy who was the store manager at that point in what twenty eighteen or whatever, twenty nineteen. He, I remember he was, I think he was the components manager way back when, or the computer manager, I forget which department he was like, now he was the store manager. Uh, the lady in charge of software, she, she was third in command when I worked there. When I last visited as a rep, she was in charge of software. She was walking around covering half the store. I remember I had to duck and hide because I knew she would recognize me. Especially <laughs> it wasn't that long before I was come and visit as a rep and she would she would remember me I'd always go say hi to her and then there was two other dudes who like I didn't like I didn't know them but I know who they were and I was like oh my god like they're going down with the ship this is this is I mean I, I kind of respect it but I almost like there's other jobs out there <laughs> you should be looking for somewhere else I, if you're not already I hope you are <laughs> This place ain't gonna last too long because it was just depressing now. Like, this place used to have full shelves, everything. They were filled to the brim with product. And when I went in there, like 2018 20, or early 2019, Ghost Town, nothing. Even the, the video game section had hardly a thing. They had a bunch of crappy third party, freaking crappy accessories, but not even good ones. Like, freaking stands for systems and like it there's no controllers there's nothing it was it was depressing how bad it was i remember walking around the cafe that was in the middle was shut down they just had it all taped up and it, like i don't even know if they even had a cashier but yeah that, that's how I, I went to work and talked to my mother like, oh yeah they're all consigned it's all consignment they they can't they, they their vendors don't trust them anymore to pay them, they're not going to send them product and not get any money back. And I guess it just got to the point they, they couldn't function anymore. I don't know, I'm, not, I'm not sure if the website was even generating enough revenue. And yeah, just abruptly, out of nowhere, uh, uh, one of my friends she tagged me in a tweet when I was like going out. They're like, "Oh, Fry's employees confirm. Oh, that, that's our last night. Fry's.com shutting down tonight at midnight. And you, if you went to Fry's.com well, last Tuesday night or Wednesday night, poof, gone. Every day they." Shut it all down. They're like, I don't know what's gonna happen to the land. Uh, a couple of my coworkers were hoping that some of them get turned into a micro plus <laughs> or micro center. I guess that that's the a similar type of store that has managed to survive. I don't know, if, probably because they have less locations. I think I think the biggest problem with the fries is they had these giant footprints that they couldn't maintain anymore. Like. Uh, my wife and I were we were discussing this the other day. We're like, it's like the specialty retailers are the only ones who can really like hang it. Like, oh, how can a Best Buy uh, still stick in them? Because Best Buy sells a lot of appliances. <laughs> I see that those Geek Squad guys are are, are, are always out there. They they've converted to all the they their their store are all Pacific Sales, <laughs> selling all that stuff. We bought our refrigerator from Best Buy. They have good financing options. <laughs> I think that's how they can persist. They, they're still a place. They're, they're they're the last one standing of like the circuit cities and the good guys and the 
uh, I'm trying to think. There used to be a whole bunch of different electronics places. Oh, like like Margie mentioned earlier. Uh, was it a Radio Shack and uh, another one? <laughs> there used to be Fedco back in the day. There, there was all, all kinds of different places. I, I only remember the good guys because there was one in um in Monterey Park where I grew up. Uh, there, there was a bunch of different different kind of places like that that were specialty electronics in, in the eighties. The article said Best Buy revamped their website. <laughs> well, I'm sure that helped too. I mean, they they, they, they it, it's funny because when I was vi- when I would visit Best Buy as as a Nintendo rep and a and, and a tablet rep later on, because like uh, the the managers uh, they acknowledge the fact that like oh yeah Amazon is like we're, we're Amazon showroom, but uh, I guess the, the biggest difference is like oh Amazon you have to like buy it and you have to like ship it to return it like they can just walk in and try it out here, that, that's why it was, like they have these nice big open environments, and like yeah their website is actually pretty easy. that's how I found it about Ring Fit being on sale it was real quick. I, I literally just typed Ring Fit into the search engine. They're like, poof, right there. Ring Fit Adventure. This is what you want, right? They're like, yeah, that is what I want. Allegedly, Circuit City became CarMax. <laughs> A customer once asked how they shot the show Chuck at our Best Buy. Oh, that would be funny. I, I, I never realized that the Chuck was shot at the Burbank Best Buy. <laughs> I don't know if you... Want me to reveal that, James? But that was the Burbank Best Buy, the Best Buy that the Nintendo Japanese visitors would always want to go see, with all the games stuck in the shark cages. <laughs> they, the, the Japanese visitors from Nintendo, were like, why are the games in shark cages? Why aren't the games f- set free? And then I remember, like, one of the Nintendo was like, oh, because Americans have no shame; they will steal. <laughs> they will steal without shame. In Japan, they're ashamed if you steal. But in our society here in America, there is no shame. People will take with no remorse. Uh, it had to be explained to the, the, the our, our, our gentle Japanese Nintendo executives. Huh. Shark cages. I'm sure, James, you remember the, the shark cage era of, of, of Best Buy before the, before the clamshells. And then they go, to, they go to Target like, why is everything behind the case? Why is it in a fish tank? For whatever reason, it was always like aquatic analogies, shark cages, fish tanks. <laughs> Americans are crude. We will steal everything if it's not nailed down. <laughs> if, if, if an American sees an opportunity, they will steal it. All right. So finally, oh, well, this is very late in the show, but did everybody watch WandaVision last week? I hope you all did. Because holy crap. Holy crap! That was a that was a whale of an episode. We got to see um, a lot of the why. I, I feel like this eighth episode answered a lot of questions that had been on my mind the previous seven episodes. I, I, I personally, for me, I think the biggest question that was answered was, why the hell... Well, Daniel, how are you all the episodes we had? I know you have two wonderful little daughters that probably occupy all your time. <laughs> Can't squeeze it in somewhere? <laughs> I'm sure you're very busy, sir. 
So I think the biggest thing that was answered as I was saying before I reacted to Daniel's comment there was why the hell all these episodes were set in different sitcoms. Because I guess it, it, it showed that Wanda, when she was a young lady, they, they, they coped with the war in Sokovia by watching old television shows on DVD. Which was like, oh, that that's a, a, a nice bit of a, a peeling back of the onion. Like I said, that that provided kind of a lot of why, oh, all these idyllic worlds to Wanda. We're like, oh, why, why is she submerge yourself in the world of like Dick Van Dyke show or Bewitched or or uh, freaking Brady Bunch or, or even Malcolm in the Middle which uh, people on the internet were quick to point out I guess whenever that was set in Sokovia there wasn't a uh, the Malcolm in the Middle hadn't existed yet <laughs> at that point in time but you know what continuity errors be damned <laughs> I'm not gonna let a little piece of continuity keep us from getting a Malcolm in the Middle episode of WandaVision. <laughs> it didn't even exist yet. It wouldn't be on DVD till like whatever, whatever year. It's like it's fiction. It's not real. Yeah, they they, they kind of walked back how she, that she actually already had powers before the Infinity Gem got her. That was probably uh, the biggest reveal. I. I personally just liked the explanation as to why we had all these old TV shows. Uh, it's all part of her coping mechanisms of, of losing her family. But yeah, she <laughs> she had powers and they were just amplified by the mind gem. And I, I have a confession to make. I felt like such a dum-dum and I had to confess to my wife. My wife had picked up on it way before I did. I'm a bad nerd and, I'm, I'm, and here's my bad nerd confession. I totally had not made the connection because between you know, the Vision, when he was created back in Age of Ultron, he was created with the Mind Gem. Which of the gems amplified Wanda's powers? The Mind Gem. <laughs> and I was like, I never put that together. I was like, two plus two is three. Two plus two is three. And so I was like watching this episode. I'm like, it was the mind gem. The mind gem was in Wanda, and mind gem was in Vision. And Rosie goes, "Doug, this is the first time where you got to duh me <laughs> on something about comic books or even comic book movies." I, I had to confess. I have to confess this to to to, to our, our audience. I, I I'm, if this cost me credibility, I, I I'm sorry, but um, I, I feel it's much more genuine. You can trust me more knowing that I can be, I am can be very very wrong sometimes. Or I can be very, very dumb. Sometimes we are all human. But I have to say, probably the the best part of the episode for me, or I guess the most wholesome or the most poignant part, was um, when they when they go back to um, where Wanda's just watching television. She's coping with her TV shows, and Vision walks in, and they have their conversation. And then Vision is explaining, oh no, he doesn't understand lost because he doesn't have anyone and, and what is what is grief but love everlasting and when he said that Rosa was ready to cry and I was sitting going like I, I uh, uh, the, the, the gif is uh, oof size large I was like oofed when he said that like oh what is grief but love Everlasting or love persevering or like I, I'm sorry if I'm if I'm I'm probably butchering that, but I'm I'm persevering. I'm persevering. It was just like, just so oh, 
who is beautifully poetic. The, the writing on this show has been excellent. Uh, just yeah, I, because I, I kept it was funny before the episode saw I kept seeing people saying, "Oh, uh, freaking Elizabeth Olsen should be nominated for a freaking Emmy for for this, mm-hmm. especially if, for just this episode alone mm-hmm. of, of her going through all of her all of her grief, all of her tragedies in her life that led to." Uh, the, the, the the big thing at the end where uh, I was like, oh, you are the Scarlet Witch. <laughs> Which is... I was like, duh. Yeah. Duh, witch knows a witch. Yeah, a witch, witch is going to know a witch. Finds another witch, yeah. But, uh, but it, as far as the... See, that has always been kind of her code name in the comic books. Right. And it's funny because you kept telling... You had told me that before and I was like... They've never I, called her that to her. Yeah, yeah it's funny because they they've never called her the Scarlet Witch in, in, the, in the shows or in the movies. Mm-hmm. But I think they were saving it as if oh, the Scarlet Witch is therefore some sort of magical mythological figure within the realm of magic. Mm-hmm. Where in the comic book it's just oh, that's just her code name. She's the Scarlet Witch. Okay, she's always just used hex magic. Oh, she can affect probabilities. Like where they show oh, the bomb that should have killed them didn't go off because she willed it to not go off. Right. She used her probability. That was the, the basis of. Scarlet Witch's powers and comics. Oh, she can affect probability. Oh, it's right. very unlikely that you're going to die today. <laughs> but it's like, oh, she's not just changing probability; she's changing reality, and that's where <laughs> James. They didn't have the rights. <laughs> you're not wrong, James. <laughs> hey, it's that. Com- this is the this is the uh, the beauty and the horrible thing about this whole comic book realm. It can be changed at the whim of the writer. <laughs> There was once a time when Superman could just turn back time by just going really fast <laughs> in one direction. <laughs> comic books. That was amazing. Uh, yeah, the, 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 a comic book character is only as strong as the writer who's writing it. <laughs> if Grant Morrison decides that Superman is, is a god creature who could live in the sun for a million years, guess what? Superman is a god creature who can go live in the sun for a million years. That is the the beauty and the horror of comic books. It, everything bends to the will of whoever's writing it. Oh, so whenever I see this, oh, who's stronger, the Hulk or Superman? I'm like, depends on who's writing it. Yeah. <laughs> if uh, if Grant Morrison is writing it, then Superman is going to be stronger because Superman is god in. Like he's a uh, Grant Morrison, this writer. He's this insane guy. He literally made an entire twelve issue Superman miniseries where it's just Jesus. Like Superman is Jesus. That was like, his entire premise the entire time. Like Superman is Jesus. Like is what? He crazy? Yes. Yeah. Th- there was an entire story that this writer wrote. Mm-hmm. It was called The Final Crisis. Mm-hmm. It made absolutely no sense across the seven or ten months as it was coming out. So it came out once a month, and there was all these similarity books. It was called The Final Crisis. And every issue I read, it made me feel like I took a hallucinogen. Because it didn't make any sense. Did you say, was it very Timothy Leary? Or was it QAnon? No, no, neither. It just didn't make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to reference that sketch again. (laughs) (laughs) Working for the big Q? No, it was just like, it was an acid trip. And it was weird, like, when the seventh issue came out, it, like, if, if you went back and read it all, one after the other, 
it sort of made sense. But I, I would always make the joke with Pete, I'm like, oh, no, I, I need to be taking, like, acid or mushrooms to be reading this stuff. Let's see. And then, and then I remember Pete telling me, oh, yeah, there was, a, there was one comic book that nobody read. It was called Superman 3D. It was literally a book, like an old school 3D, where you had to have the glasses where it was one blue and one red. And apparently there were a bunch of huge plot points that were in just that book, but nobody bought it because it was, like, an $8 3D book. Oh. <laughs> it's like... And I'm like, oh yeah, I totally didn't buy that book. I'm like, I'm not going to spend $8 for a book that's hard to read. And apparently, Pete's like, oh yeah, because Pete bought it because he's a comic shop. Or, well, actually, I don't know if he owned the shop at that point, but he loved Superman, so he bought every Superman book. And of course, he's going to buy a Superman book written by Grant Morrison in 3D. Naturally, Pete's going to buy that. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, a whole bunch of stuff was explained in that book. I'm like, yeah. well, duh, you should, you should have worked that into the main seven books that I was buying. <laughs> comic books yeah. <laughs> they're so difficult to deal with sometimes yeah it's so like I remember reading all seven of them at once I'm like alright it kind of makes sense now but you have to have it all in front of you you have to sit there for an hour and read them all and take this peyote <laughs> take some peyote drop some acid microdose some some magic mushrooms and and wait, wait for your your your, your spirit guide, Grant Morrison, to show up. Mm. Hello, Dre. I have an answer for you. What's the answer, Grant? It's not real. <laughs> it's not real. Like like Grant Morrison, I saw him do it live at Comic Con so many years ago, 2012 or 2011. No, like, yeah, like when, um, excuse me, Mr. Morrison. Um. Uh. How old is your Batman and Robin? And, and Grant Morrison gets into the mic and goes, You know they're not real, right? They can be whatever age we need them to be. And the poor guy just walked away like he's like, like Grant Morrison took a dump in his brain. <laughs> he's like, But how old are they, though? It doesn't make sense. People want real answers. People to want real answers to real to to to, 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 to things. Mm -hmm. These things are just exist in ether or on paper. It's it's, it's what they, they exist in the brains of some of these writers. Are just want to write a silly story, mm -hmm. and the other ones like Grant Morrison just want to like work people's brains. Yeah. Like, I used to joke because there was this old comic that he wrote. Mm -hmm. That everyone, everyone said that oh, the, the 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 guy who wrote the Matrix basically stole everything from this comic book. You mean the drugs? Huh? Or the guys? The guys. Oh, well, the the writer. Sorry, I sh I need to be very gender. But the writers in the Matrix stole everything from this comic book in the nineties. This is like this book from the nineties called The Invisibles. And I always used to say like anytime I, like we had a bunch of these back at the comic shop years ago. So after the Matrix came out, I'm like, oh cool. Let me open these up and let me see what's going on. These books were like, I don't know how they were printed. I don't know if like, if they snuck in hallucinogens into the ink or something. I would get a headache every time I would smell these comic books. Because I don't, because... Maybe the ink was made of something. Uh, a, 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 a natural. <laughs> yeah. Because these were very old in the night. Because um, yeah. these adult books, well, these were, they were considered kind of adult books. Yeah. Not like yeah. boobies, titties, sexy, sexy time. But it was just like, oh, not for children. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> boobies, titties, sexy time. Like mature comics were in the in the late nineties. 
Danger Girl, Booby Booby Sexy Time. That was Booby Booby Sexy, sexy, sexy Time. That should be like a comic book name title. I'm shocked that there isn't. Booby Booby Sexy Time. My, my, my last favorite comic book was Sex Criminals. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I would hope you had a few credits on that. Yeah. I, I was buying them all until, you know, baby. <laughs> but they were coming out very sporadically. I think they were coming out every six months mm-hmm. near the end. But yeah. neither here nor there. But these books, the, the Invisibles from... These were from like 91, 92. Like when DC would print these, it was they charged more, but like it was lower quality paper <laughs> because they were such smaller print runs. They were, these were not mainstream comics. And like we had them in our bin for... At Comic Galaxy, for those of you who, who recall, like a, a Daniel Wong or a Damon Lamb, you guys might recall Comic Galaxy. <laughs> these were in the Comic Galaxy bins. These were in Silver Age Comic Galaxy bins. <laughs> My favorite Dre term, stroke books. <laughs> oh my god. That was, there were some stroke books back in the day. Oh Ooh, sa. What, like, neon books or something? <laughs> oh, not even. Like, Danger Girl was probably the most mainstream of all the stroke books, but then there there were some other ones. There, Anything drawn by J. Scott Campbell would be considered, like, a stroke book, because all the females would be drawn that super-duper sexy titty-titty time. <laughs> way with, uh, who, who, mi- missing entire sections of ribs, you oh, know? totally, yeah. Uh, hips that don't exist, uh, hips that shouldn't exist in that shape, mm-hmm. you know? Women who could not pass um, food through their body because <laughs> all their intestines have been turned into a tightly wound coil. Oof. Right, yeah, no. <laughs> a lot of 90s artists... Have never have never seen a uh, an anatomy book in their life. <laughs> <laughs> they want to keep it uh, unreal. Uh, yeah, it, it's not real. <laughs> it's not real. <laughs> it, it, this also falls under the. It's not real. Like 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 Rob Liefeld and uh, uh, Rob Liefeld and this other guy Stephen Platt. They they gave every single woman in their book scoliosis. Oh. Their spines were J's. Their spines looked like a J. Oh. Because their ass was so like protruding. Yeah, Jim Lee. That's right. Our hourglass body, but more like it was like look like a J. I this one. It was like it was uh, yeah, it was Glory and Evangeline. I will never forget that cover because it looked like both of them were like they needed to have their spines readjusted because they were both standing there with their swords, but like they're standing with their swords with their boobs pushing out, but their butts were like so far back. Not the the hips did not line up with the shoulders. The hips were behind the shoulders, hence the J. Oh. And somehow they thought, oh, this is sexy. Look at their butts. Oh. <laughs> Damon Lamb showing that he existed in the 90s. Lady Death. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a classic stroke book. That, yeah. that book was nothing but cheesecake. <laughs> that was a stroke book for me. Fan service. <laughs> that, that was fan service. I remember, I remember Lady Death titillating young 13-year-old Dre. <laughs> Before the internet, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's like wow, she's only wearing a bikini all the time, and sometimes she's wearing less. She's so hot. She's not, yeah. Uh, Brian Pudillo, I think he was a local boy, if uh, if I recall correctly. But the artist was a local boy from somewhere in L.A. I think he might have been a he might even be in the East L.A. product of some sort. Oh, really? I, I I could be wrong. I could be mixing him up with a uh, with some other uh, titty book, stroke book artist from back in the day. Maybe she's kind of rockabilly. 
Oh, Lady Death. Oh, with that hair. Yes, yeah. I think she was very. Uh, she was inspirational to a lot of rock. But with, the, with that hair, that hair was very. Like that. Aside from her boobs, I will always remember her hair. Obviously, yeah. with Lady Death, you'd always remember. Oh, white skin, yeah. big boobies. The teeth, the teeth. Yeah. I remember the, the teeth, the way they were drawn. Mm -hmm. like, that, that's like, ah, <laughs> uh, nineties. Uh, yeah. There was another Vampirella. I don't know if any of y'all remember. Yes. See, it's uh, I'm, it's funny because the original drawings of Vampirella, she looked very like a normal female body. Okay. I feel like the early, like the the seventies, because she existed like even before the name. But in the nineties, all the artists drew her with no spine and <laughs> and big boobs really? and. Yeah. I, I feel like the older, um, the older, uh, uh, the classic, I should say. Okay. Uh, Vampirella was more realistic. I mean, she still had boobies and butt, but it was more like a normal human, not uh, uh, sex creation, purely created for masturbation purposes. Stroke book, spank book. <laughs> See, I me, mean, I always preferred my stroke book to be literal ones. I liked all the Japanese, all the the, the hen, uh, all of my all my hentai. I, I loved me some hentai when I was a when I was a young teenager. There's a lot of we we get a lot of hentai back at Comiox, but you had to you had to say the password to, to see the, the 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 hentai files. What was the password? I forget. I would... I'm over eighteen. Basically, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or where? Let oh, me in. Well, where where are the Eros books? I'm like, oh, you said the magic word. Oh, I, I remember I remember uh, uh, Pete and Enrique would make fun of this one guy who would buy like, he would buy those books all the time. Because it, it wasn't until the second owner of Comic Galaxy. Because the previous owner, he's like, I'll carry all these image books with titties, but I won't carry that pornography. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, bro, you Japanese. Why aren't you carrying the, hand, the hentai, bro? Mm -hmm. you gotta, you're Japanese. you got to carry the hentai. It took the freaking Guatemalan dude to own the store to be like, all right, we're going to carry the titty books now. We're going to carry the titty books because you know why? People will pay money for those. Because oh, yeah. they were expensive. They were like $4 mm -hmm. in like two, in 1999 oh, money. Expensive. Yeah, <laughs> that, was back, that was back when comic books were like two dollars, and you're paying four dollars so you can see a, some Japanese dude draw freaking like. That's half your painter bill for the month. Yo, <laughs> yo, indeed. You gotta call that girlfriend. You gotta get, you gotta get the, the you gotta get the, the your, whatever the code is one four three. I love you. <laughs> five two is a heart. <laughs> five two five two five two. <laughs> We are old. Anyone under like thirty is like what? Yeah. But honestly, YouTube. with the demographic of this show, I think everyone watching the show knows what a pager is. Yeah. I feel like that my demographic is older, older nerd, or product of the nineties. That yeah. That... Product of the nineties. <laughs> David just put up eight zero zero eight one three five. Yeah. Boobies. Everybody loves that one. I, I gotta Thank get. You. <laughs> I, I I I still remember the the, the the did I show you I ever show you that calculator equation? There was one girl. Oh, she met three guys. Oh. <laughs> and the oh, oh I it was one girl. She had three guys. She's sixty nine. Da da da. How'd she feel? Loose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seven zero zero. Yeah. Three five. How'd she feel? Oh, Loose. I remember my, my good buddy Ataro taught me that one way back then, mm -hmm. back in like fifth or sixth grade. He he blew my mind with that one. I guess I, that like, clearly I'm easily amused. Mm -hmm. My buddy Taro showed me that it was <laughs> when you did that math equation and turned the calculator upside down, showed me loose. I was like, whoa, that's so cool. 
grew up at that moment. <laughs> and he became a man. Uh, between that and all the, all the copies of Truly Tasteless Jokes I had. God. All the... See, I, I bemoan the, the, the youth. They, they don't have to go through the journeys that, 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 that we had to go through. Mm-hmm. Now they can just go on the... They can just Google yeah. everything. and yeah. like, oh, It's all just laid bare for them. Yeah. We had to go on quests. Quests? <laughs> quests? Oh, Daniel from Utaro, Charles' greatest magic trick. Him with his calculator, man. He was... <laughs> We used to have to quest for this stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, primordial internet to try to find... You had code words, pass- code words, passwords. The primordial internet trying to, like, yeah. navigate, find pornography. You used to have to get VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. Or, or or young men like myself having to rely on, on sm- smutty little comic books. <laughs> smutty little stroke books. Like Mr. Natural? <laughs> You never seen those ones? No. Oh, no? I'm like, oh. I know the Tijuana Bibles, but I don't know about that. Yeah. I know, I know, uh. Supernatural. Oh. And the cat, well, I forgot what the cat one was. Shit. Or the, the, like, the girlfriend cat. Is this my 80s memory show? Uh, Margie, have you not watched enough of these episodes to know that we basically go on an 80s, 90s uh, trip at least once a month? At least once a month. <laughs> Yeah, funny stuff, though. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's hilarious. (laughs) We go down this road many times. Oh, back in my day, I've become that old man. Yeah. Back in my day. This is my show. Go on all the trips you want. It it would be much more, uh, if I still had uh, Sam's, yeah, it would be much more lurid, much more often. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Which is why it's kind of good sometimes it's not here. That way, when we do go lurid, it's a more of a bonus and more fun than just doing it every week. <laughs> a bonerism. <laughs> a bonerism. That my wife, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> yeah, that's your mom who's watching. <laughs> yeah, my mom knows what that, who her daughter is. She she knows who she raised. She knows her her husband. <laughs> We were like we always say, he's half you. <laughs> he's half you. He's half you. That's why he eats voraciously. Yeah, Ty is half me. That's why. Oh, Ty. So, oh, ha, uh, I, 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 let's just save the best for last. Uh, today, for for my fellow parents out there, uh, Rosa and I got to go through the heartache and anguish. Uh, uh, Rosa's returning to work next week, and we we found a local uh, Montessori school slash daycare. So Ty, at, at, the, at the lovely age of 13 months, uh, turning 14 months next week, uh, he's going into daycare slash preschool. And today was his first day. And yeah, needless to say, emotions were had. We had many emotions <laughs> all weekend long and even right up until... Or we, we, we handed him off to the very nice, sweet Indian ladies of this Montessori school, which I learned from Bob. He's like, oh, every Montessori school is Indian ladies, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah, or at least, well, as far as Bob's, in his, at least in Bob's worldview, every Montessori school is an Indian lady or an Indian run. That's beautiful, all right, cool. And, uh, yeah, it's like we, we handed our, our, our little tyke off, and we're, like, both very emotional, because, like, this is the first time where... 
he's not with one of us. Yeah. Or like, or or there's a couple times he was with grandma, but like he, this is the first time he was not with a family member. He was with these nice ladies. They were super nice. Yeah. yeah it's way harder. For, yeah, it was way harder for the parents. Oh my god, they sent us photos, and he just was he was in his element. Like the it, like thankfully they sent us photos literally like. 10 minutes, or like, not, not even 10, but like 5 minutes. 5 minutes, yeah. 5 minutes, and he was already just like, oh, toys? Hell yeah, give me the toys. <laughs> those, two, those two people? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Parents? Whatever. We're in the car crying. Yeah. <laughs> like, our little man, oh, I hope he's gonna be okay. Yeah. We're like, just breaking down, totally. imagining that our little man's gonna be missing us. No. No. He was fine. He was, he was, he was a rock star. He, Oh uh, if you go to Rosa's Instagram, there's an adorable photo of him in it, in his. Uh, I'm tagged in it, so if you go to my tagged photos on Instagram, you'll you'll see me or you'll see, you'll see him. It's like Tiger's first day of school. He's he's like just sitting in one of those little little Tykes cars, and he's just a big old goofy smile on his face. He's like big old TV smile. Big old TV smile. And then like you slide over and you see me and Rosa just like <gasps> recovering from our freaking cry fest. Like I, I didn't know you were gonna post that photo, but I shouldn't be shocked that you posted that photo. But you, you totally did post that photo, and uh, we're just like cried our eyes out uh, at the thought of our little man being out of our, our sight. I'm like, like today, you were Ricky Bobby. You she didn't know what to do with her hands today. She was just like, what do I do with my hands today? Until like twelve thirty, I was just like frozen. Like, what do I do? What, what do I do? Like normally, because normally I just kept it's eating. normally <laughs> it's it's you and the dude. Eating. I just kept stuffing my face with things. I was like, I don't know what to do. I'm gonna just keep eating. I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> like you, you haven't had this, like freedom. Like, yeah, yeah. You haven't had this where like, oh, where yeah. it didn't involve you going to the ER. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Or like normally, like, oh, if if I or like if you needed him, like like this past uh, this past Saturday, where it's like, oh, okay. You needed to work on all this stuff that's behind me. Yeah. I took Ty with me. We went to Best Buy. We went to... I took the little dude to Ikea. We were just, like, horrified at all the people. <laughs> we are horrified at all the people at the Ikea. And uh, me and the dude were hanging out, but, like, she knew, oh, Ty was with Dada. Mm-hmm. Or, like, when I'm at work, oh, I know Ty was with Mama. <laughs> or the time we went to go buy the CRV, oh, we know Ty was with Grandma. Yeah. There is no worry... But this time I was like, oh, he's not with us. Is he going to be okay? <laughs> and then we just kept getting photos. He's just he's like... Okay. Yeah, he's totally fine. Like, I mean, he, he did scratch his nose. He, scratched, he scratched his nose because he's he's our bulldozer. Yeah, he's a bulldozer. He's fine. <laughs> it's like, he wants to take the steps, the bigger steps. You know? Yeah, he wants and to... Like, uh, I, 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 like, I am self-admittedly super-duper helicopter parent. I don't ever want him to get hurt. I'm just like, no, 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 I don't want you to go through what Daddy went through. <laughs> Daddy broke everything. Daddy hurt everything. No, 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 I want you to have a nice, no, long, healthy life. I never right? broke a bone. Not gonna, you know, like, I broke a bone, right now, but I have destroyed all of my ligaments. I have no cartilage in my knees. I have an ankle that doesn't work half the time. <laughs> And and that was before I hit forty. <laughs> now all the freaking that that's why I'm doing ring to circle back around. That's why I'm doing the ring fit adventure because I gotta get. I'm trying to work with what I got here. <laughs> I, I I was reckless. I played way too much basketball when I shouldn't have. I freaking I didn't not take care of my. I, I was warned throughout my life. Oh, you gotta take care of your your joints. You gotta. I'm like I don't care. I'm I'm invincible. I can do whatever. Yeah, I can carry. The, when I worked at Comic Galaxy, oh, I can carry all these heavy boxes. I'm not gonna do everlasting damage to my back. Ah. 
when I worked at Toys R Us. Oh yeah, I can throw those Power Wheels around by myself. <laughs> I was 20 years old. I'm invincible. There's there's absolutely no way. There's yeah, glucose me. I got a big old bottle of that in the corner over there. Young and dumb. That, 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 I was. Time's gonna see that. He's gonna see your like tiger bomb and your. I know. I want to spray. Uh, yeah, I want to take. I want him <laughs> to have. <laughs> I want him to be as healthy and as ha- happy. At the end of the day, fellow parents, isn't that what we want our children to have better lives than us? <laughs> we want them to not go through our struggle. I'd like to think most parents think that way. I, I often see on, on on social media, it's like, wait, you, what do you mean you don't you, you want your kids to struggle? Because there there are those kind of parents like, oh no, I want you to go through what I went through. Or like, I'm not that kind of parent. I want it to be easier <laughs> for my dude. I don't want him to suffer anything that I had to quote unquote suffer. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I you know in, in some aspects I had I've had I had a very charmed childhood. It was very easy in very in many regards mm-hmm. but in other ways it wasn't right. yeah. <laughs> yeah it's different yeah. for everybody yeah. but I, I want my, my little man to not have to worry yeah. I want him to have the, the the happiest tiger life he can have yeah yeah little tiger. Just, I want him to be carefree for as long as possible uh-huh. <laughs> And so he's carefree, but we're like, no, but we don't know if he's gonna be okay. But he was perfectly fine. I mean, <clears throat> here I will read you his. Uh, we we get a daily report. This place is like freaking fancy schmancy. Tiger likes to play outside. He cried when we came inside. He had a good day. He played a lot. We are teaching. Him how to play with friends. He ate and he slept well. Like, other than falling on his face when they weren't watching him completely, yeah. <laughs> which is what he does. Yeah, because <laughs> he's he he he's an adventurous young man. He yeah. like he, he wants to push limits. Like he he's like he likes to push limits. Yeah, yeah. which is why like, I want to which is teach like him. Why he'll yeah. stumble because he likes to push his limits. Yeah, I always was pushing my limits when Dude. I was a kid. I was jumping off of things I shouldn't be jumping. I was off. Mm-hmm. Uh, David says, "By the way, the helicopter parent thing wears off when you have more kids. Yeah, that's, that's what I've heard. Like, mm-hmm. I think you told me that when, we, when I saw you in person recently." Uh, Margie asks, "Will I ever hand down my old comic books to Tiger?" Well, naturally, when I'm dead, <laughs> I have to pry them out of my cold dead hands. Uh, I, I will. I'm going to introduce my comic books to him when he can have a healthy respect for them, and not tear them into shreds. Yeah, it's gonna be a process. <laughs> it's gonna be a process, just like all my video games. Mm-hmm. Like he will get to bask in all of my nerdy things once if he wants to. Yeah. One, if, if, yeah. If, if he, he can have um, a healthy respect for it, he might be. He more... can't take my. Uh, my, my, my sealed copy of Xenoblade Chronicles and just tear it open. I'm like, no! That's why I have that other version to play. I kept that one sealed because that one's $300. <laughs> Damn, that little cheese. Uh, uh, yeah. Did you see who you married? <laughs> Dad joke 101. <laughs> Wrap it up, baby. Uh, it's time to wrap up. We, we've gone way over just because we... See, what happens when we're having fun? We had a lot of fun. I food prepped all the way through Saturday. You need to wrap it up. 
I have to get off this so I can help Mama Bear food prep. <laughs> I talk too much. I never shut up. <laughs> I talk too much. Come on, the cheese is waiting for you. The cheese is waiting for me. Thank you guys for watching. Thank you for, for uh, those of you, multiple of you who hung in through this super-sized hour-and-a-half episode. Rosa says, uh, oh, Daniel says, thanks, Rosa. Oh. He says, thank you. Uh, your, your, your mom says bye. Uh, thank you for watching. As always, uh, follow us on social media at DreGP Podcast. If, if any of you who is not a friend of mine got this far, uh, follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, good good night, James. Thank you. Thank you for hanging. Everybody hung in there this long. Uh, this was probably a pretty... People need to go to sleep, honey. We all need to go to sleep. We need to go to sleep. We got to wake up early to get this tiger ready to go back to, yes. to daycare. Um, day two. Day two. We're... Uh, hopefully less cry. Uh, no, no, no crying less tomorrow. Less crying, maybe. Less crying, no crying. More. Since he's happy. Uh, as always, uh, on YouTube, hey, if you don't see the videos on uh, on Insta on on Instagram or on Facebook, they're on YouTube. Uh, I've been doing these short five minute videos, and I I've been putting little Easter eggs for my gamer friends to notice. I don't know if you guys have seen the uh, today's Easter egg. Uh, <laughs> the, the, these might be key to the future. If you pay attention to the Easter eggs, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, pay attention to the Easter eggs during these short videos. Hmm, what is Dre planning? I don't know. You have to pay attention to find out. We'll see you guys next time. Have a good night.